And we are back. Now, this segment, we've all had this question. What about first dates? Professor, what can you tell me about a first date? What should I get ready for? What should I look for? And things like that. Well, this is a critical question, and I'm so glad you asked it, Joy, because if you don't lay this foundation in the beginning, you're gonna get off balance. So when you have started narrowing down the people that you wanna interact with, and let me insert here about social media and dating online. Anybody can put a front up. Anybody yes. can profess to be anything in this, I guess, social world, but that doesn't mean that's who they really are. And so I'm very much, I met my second husband online, and this is back in 2004, so it really wasn't a hot topic back then. And I was very leery, I was 49 when I met him. And I wanted to just find the individual I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. So I had prepared my questions, and like I said, I wanted to see honesty and integrity. Now, what is the difference in honesty and integrity? Do you know what it is, Stacy? Um, integrity would be your, I would believe, your actions, um, how you represent yourself and how you treat others. Uh. And that's correct. So honesty is what I say, integrity is what I do. Right. I think that's really the best yeah. way of putting it out. So you parents, if you have an intact family and you really care about your children, as they mature, you need to teach them how to pick the good friends versus the bad friends. So we kind of jump the courses when you're getting ready to start to date. But let's go back a little bit about good friends versus bad friends. In this world where there's not a connection to a, a family, we have a tendency to drift the wrong direction for anyone who would include us into their life. Unfortunately, that's not always the best choice. So if we start in the beginning by teaching our children the proper way to select good friends versus bad friends, we're going to be overseeing their selection. Now, we want to teach them to be honest at all times. Especially, I taught my boys, I know you're gonna do things that I'm not going to approve of, but if you'll come forward and be honest with me, there will be consequences, but they will not be as severe as if I catch you in a lie. I think as parents, <clears throat> I never did this, but as parents, they grow up lying to the kids from the beginning, between the Tooth Fairy, the um, uh, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, you're lying saying that these things exist and it does not exist. You're giving credit for somebody else to take your hard-earned money to purchase these items for your family and you know, you're lying to the kids. And then you tell the kid, well, don't lie to me, but you've already put that in them, I've lied to you all this time. And I think that's an excellent example. When I told my children, first of all, I didn't teach them to believe in all those things, but when I told my children something, I wanted to make sure that I knew the fact. And if I was wrong about it, I was very quick to go back and straighten it up. Son, I, mis I misunderstood that and go back to the beginning. But you have said something that is so critically important, and I think social media is destroying that child that parent is from the time of birth. What we do to our children to get likes and get people to watch a video is just horrific. You don't think about what you're doing to that little infant who cannot protect itself and cannot even express themselves. 
So let's go back about establishing our character that's reflective to our children. If you do this before you get married, before you have kids, this would not be a difficult thing to accomplish. But make sure that you're not one who goes around and tells a bunch of lies. Let's see, lies would be something that you feel insecure, so you embellish the story. So little white lies. Uh, yeah, and all <laughs> lies, whether little white lies or not, will be destructive. And I want to say, what you said about teaching our children to lie from the beginning is so absolute. Think about what we do. I was about 12 years old when I found out that I had a step-great-grandmother. I had not been told that all of my life. And so consequently, I had a cousin who felt like it was so important, and I could have been a little bit younger, to tell me that that was not my real grandma. But I didn't know her as anything else but my real great-grandma. And I was devastated because I felt I had been lied to in relationships. Now think about this. Someone might say, well, it's really not necessary to go through the family dynamics. Is it? If you bring that child into the knowledge that this person is this part of their life and it's not, then that's devastational. And then they step back and begin to wonder what other lies are you telling? Yeah, I look at those that are adopted people, the families don't tell them until they're in their 20s or their marriage, um, they're ended up getting married and they, oh, by the way, you're, you know, when you have to match blood type and different things, something arises, then you finally go, oh, I forgot to tell you, you were adopted. Not that that changed anything, but to me, being honest from the very beginning mm -hmm. of that child's life and knowing that you will never, be, you know, leave them as, you know, whatever situation they, that they got in, um, I think that would help and not just sugarcoating it or evading because today kids are smart. Kids are very intelligent. Um, young people are very, very intelligent to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they know when you, they're like, they can figure out things a lot quicker and they like, okay, well, that don't make sense. You're telling me one thing and then here's this and I already did the math or I you know, calculated that, no, we don't look alike or, you know, there's something that's off on the situation. And it makes the, to me, the relationship more uh, damaging to that person. So I think from lying from the get-go of a young person's life is where the damage comes in because then there's always a mistrust issue and it leads to other problems. So you're saying don't put up a facade? No. I've always been the one to to tell my kids from very bluntly of how things work, you know, how um, things are in the situation because so that they don't come back and say, oh yeah, you never told me this or I, you know, I think it kind of helps them with certain things, not all things, but certain things, you know, they help, it helps them. And what about family secrets? somebody's committed adultery in the family, but we all need to embrace them. But we don't think the consequences of what that has happened to that young adult or that child is any big deal. So we just brush it over and cover it up. So should there be family secrets? The answer is no. Eventually, they're going to find out. Yeah, they'll the get with other kids in the family and then now you have an explosion on your hand. So then you have a situation to me. It gets very touchy. Right, right. You know, when you live a phony life and you're not realistic, it causes you as an adult to fantasize 
reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It causes you to camouflage it to where you think it won't be as bad and you try to rationalize this right. in your mind. You can't. You can't rationalize what has been done. But as a parent, do not be afraid or ashamed or hesitant to apologize to those around you, especially your children, because this again is an act of integrity. I'm showing you by example, I'm not ashamed to say I'm sorry. I'm ashamed of the action, but I do not hesitate to say I'm sorry. So let I'm sorry be a very prominent word in your mind, but don't just say I'm sorry and then cover it up, right. you know, and, and lie about it. You won't remember every detail of life. I don't. So if you did not recall the incident, simply state so. You know what? That's been such a long time. I really don't recall. But then don't turn around and make mention of it to somebody else just because you were trying to cover up hurting someone's feelings. When you are establishing a foundation, hurt feelings will happen. And oh my goodness, social media has helped us destroy children and young adults by our likes and our dislikes, our number of views and our total acceptance. I don't want to be accepted by this world's guidelines. I want to be accepted by the guidelines that I know represent God. That's what I want to be. In my generation, we used to say sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt me. That has been thrown out, it you know, is. from the generations below us. It's like, oh, anything you say is an offense and then they identify as and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, what happened? I mean, we made a generation of wimps. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Sensitive people. And I'm like, okay, well, this is terrible. This is I had a grandson, your son who was out of line with me. And I said to him, stop acting stupid. And he was devastated. I said, because that's an idiotic thing that you just did. You've said that to me all of my life. And I thought, no, but I should have, because then I would have wore the beard of a man. They've always called you dumb, idiot, stupid. However, I did tell him, look up the words and tell me what action you did if that was not stupid. Oh, we're so afraid because psychology says if we state it, we're going to crush their psyche and they're not going to survive adulthood. They're not surviving now with all the Barely surviving. You know, tender, loving care. Coddling. Being, and, yes, yeah. absolutely. The coddling is destroying any strength of character. Mm -hmm. We need to understand our responsibility as parents and grandparents is to bring a baby to adult life in the most successful continuation that their life has the least amount of pitfalls. But parents, grandparents, if you're the pitfall, do a self-examination. Right. Mm -hmm. So as we give you our checklist of what you need to do, maybe you should do that checklist on you. Are you honest? Do you have the right actions? Women, you can be so petty over such, to me, insignificant matters that you drive your children, your husband, your, yeah, your spouse, away. Your family away. Yeah. So go ahead. I looked up a couple of things on unhealthy characteristics, and you were talking about being petty. Uh, one was control. It's oh. A person, one person, makes the decisions and tell what to, what others to, what tells the other what to do, what to wear and who to spend time with, 
They are jealous and or try to isolate the other person from their friends and family. This is the, this is today. Oh, and think about this. Control. There's only a couple of ways that people control. They get angry. Yeah. They demonstrate their rage. Mm -hmm. They act like they haven't got a mind on that brain of theirs. They, they just go ballistic or they pout. They're so angry. They're, and they huff and puff and throw their body around because they want you to respond to their control. Yeah, and this not only goes from uh, relationships with a man or woman or woman or man. This goes with your friends. It goes with your family. It's control. It goes all the way around the Richter scale of um, what we live in. And it's sad. It's very sad. And um, I've been married. It'll be 23 years. And I have never, you know, my husband, he can, I, hey, you want to go hang out with guys? That's not his personality, but, you know, go do whatever he wants to do. I don't have to be next to you side by side and, you know, you can't breathe. And So no, you're not insecure. I, I'm definitely not insecure and I'm definitely not dependent. <laughs> so I think that's a really good point because me having been married in my second marriage, as you well know, my first husband was murdered. I met my second husband when I was 49. We never had one fight, mm -hmm. one argument. No one used power control. We were best friends. We could talk about anything and everything and nothing was off limits. We maintained our integrity and our, I would say, not necessarily personality, but we respected each other. Very, very yes. much. We definitely respected each other. So I have a question. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Stacy, you had said that you're not insecure. So you mean I don't have to be on the phone every 30 seconds talking about where you at, what you're doing, who you with, <laughs> or things like that. It's just you have confidence in your spouse of yeah. what they're complete doing. Complete trust, complete confidence. I mean, even we're thousands of miles away at this point. I'm in Israel. He's in the States. And um, even if I'm in the States or he's in, uh, I'm in Mexico and he's in, you know, he's in the States. So either or wherever we are, I complete trust, have complete trust in him. And, um, you know, there's no control pull. We're not fighting to get, seek each other's attention and pulling. At this okay. Point. It's good to know. Cause you know, I know there's some people out there that they have to have that location on to know where that person is to make sure that, that yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean you know, i'm just trying to in this day and age just you gotta know everybody's gotta know where everybody is and i'm like why is it that way if you don't have the trust in that person or that confidence why are you out here looking for that one or even looking for those friends that's right and we're going to pick that up into the next podcast